She says salam. Salam. Gosh, dudes. Salam alaikum, y'all. Is the headphones? We're not Dubai, so I'm not so bad. Man, don't know how to Dubai, man. But then, okay, can we do it? Kerta. Bahasa. By the way, we are live now. I know. Dim malaha. We can bloopers. Bloopers. Okay. I'm assuming um, you will be making a TikTok shortly about, about your visit here to uh, to Goat's Talk podcast. Yes, yes, sir. You asked us a riddle before we started. Could you uh, could you give us another one? Do you have another riddle for us? No, that's just the only that's one the, I have. That's the only riddle that you have. Skin. Do you have any riddles for us, Thunder? Oh yeah, I got you. So there's three. Rob- okay, okay. This is how it goes. So it's raining outside. Yeah. There's three there's three guys in a car and okay. they just robbed a bank. They ru- they they're on the speed there's a there's a what do you call it again? High speed chase. chase? <laughs> there's a speed chase. There's a speed chase. Okay. So there's a speed chase going on. Yeah. And so they get caught. Hey. And oh no no. I missed the part too. Hey, kusur ali, kusur ali. I missed the part. Hey. So Take your time by the way. So, we, got, we got all day. Yeah, yeah. So there, uh, there's the high-speed chase going on. Hey. One guy gets out the car. He shoots a guy riding his bike because he's shooting at the cars. And so they get stopped. And then they arrest the man that got shot, uh, that shot the biker. Why, how did they know it was him? <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> Wait, you said- oh, yeah, I was jumping around like crazy. I have no I idea. Got- <laughs> okay, okay. Let me start from the beginning. <laughs> I got there was three Wallahi, it was I'm raining. I'm still stuck on I'm still stuck on it was raining. That's where you lost me. Okay, 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 okay. It was raining. Okay. So it was raining outside. Hey three three guys robbed a bank. Yep. Yep. There's a high speed chase going on. Yep. And so one guy gets his head out the car and starts sh- shooting. He starts shooting at the cars, but he hits a guy riding his bike. Okay. And so he keeps going. The police catch up, they caught him. And they arrested the guy that sh- uh, uh, that shot them. How, 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 how do they know? How did they he was know? Wet. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I'm a genius. You because you were thinking about the rain the whole well, time. I, I was like, I was like, the moment he said rain, my god, damn, he already got it. it well, of- <laughs> That's what it is. Um, welcome back to Ghost Talk mm-hmm. Podcast, y'all. We are here in our new space. Finally, we got a studio. We are not in Thunder's basement anymore, even though Finally. it was a vibe. People love the chairs. Oh yeah. In, in we still basement. got them. We brought them. Yeah, we got them here. So yeah. comment down below if you want those chairs instead of the black aesthetic. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think Muna would would agree with that. Now we gotta keep it black and classy. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so today we are here. Uh, my name is Mohammed Sharif. We got a wonderful new guest, not even guest host, host on the show. Yep. Videographer, uh-huh. partner in crime. Yes, sir. That boy Mohammed Thunder. Let's give it up for Mohammed Thunder. Yeah. Woo! Oh, hold on, hold on, again, hold on. Again. <laughs> I'm going to be abusing that the rest of the show. Um, to my right, we have the very talented, uh, multi, multifaceted. Um, I can just, there's a lot of things I can say, but we'll leave it, we'll leave it to the podcast. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Hooper. Hooper. <laughs> athlete. Yeah. Mashallah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But um, welcome to the show, Mona. How are you feeling? Thank you, thank you for having me. Let's give her a round yeah. I got one for the other one. No lie, it's nice, right? It, it sure it's is. It's nice, it's nice. You want to bring the mic closer to you too so we can hear your voice. Yeah. Mona, we, it's been what? La, uh, the last time you came here, it was last year, this time? 
I think if so. If I'm not mistaken, or even before that, farther than that. I think like, it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, we recorded a nice podcast. We sure did. And then, um, <laughs> Thunder, would you like to explain what happened? Uh, so a lightning strike. We lost, <laughs> so we lost the audio. <laughs> we, we lost it is the audio. Nowhere, it, is, it is nowhere to be found. Wow. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't. Yeah. Just hopefully this one is okay. It's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be great. It's gonna mm-hmm. be vibes. Um, do you feel like? Do you feel like a lot has changed from that time that we first recorded the podcast with you till now? Definitely. Um, in terms of myself or the business or everything. Just in general. Um, number one, um, definitely a lot of growth, and then being able to get a lot of feedback from customers and different people, and kind of doing a lot of different journeys from um, being a part of a, part of a program through REI through um, different other organizations. But well, I, in a year, it's been a lot of growth, um, but it's definitely, definitely need to write it down because it's all up in the air. That's nice. That's beautiful. So um, we'll jump right into it. We have seen the growth of your beautiful brand, Kalsoni, um, over this past year. How long have you been doing it now? A year, basically? Technically, legally. 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 How long have you been at LLC? <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> Legally, a year. Mm. This month is our anniversary for um, Kalsoni. But I think I've been doing this. Um, it's always been in the air. And not only in the air, but like my own personal experience. And, you know, the work we did in Cedar with mm-hmm. the girls and the moms and just the research project and the stuff that we did. Um, so definitely not a year, but more like progress over time of like just building on things and mm-hmm. just finally bringing it out in the public. Yeah. So it, it's just kind of with your experiences, you could say that it's been something that's, that God has been planning for you mm-hmm. and putting together for you throughout your lifetime. But now it's just kind of forming into like a physical entity of like, this is okay. your brand. This is the company that you're putting your life into. Um, but well, I, mashallah, we've seen you grow. We've seen you, um, you know, do all these things, get your brand out there. There's a lot of people, mashallah, in the city and all over the world. I think I've seen, um, people like in Europe and mm-hmm. Asia wearing wearing the Kalsoni brand uh, as it should be. Um, how does that how does that make you feel? Just kind of the growth of it. Honestly, Wallahi, I was like, at first I was like, Minnesota is a large Somali Muslim population. Yeah. I gotta start where it's home. But I think it really hit me when I was getting shipments from like Finland, Norway, mm. places I've never thought of would reach. Um, and I think that's the power of social media and like being able to work with you guys mm-hmm. and being able to work with other creators to be able to push out content. Cause if it wasn't for social media or things that we're doing, like I feel like things would have not grown that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our Somali community, mashallah, we support each other. And then just love seeing Somali girls out in Europe, being able to say, Hey, Abaya, we want some of your active wear. Let me support you. I think that's like the biggest like achievement to me for it to, potentially grow as a global brand global brand it will be a global brand inshallah yeah. very soon um let's let's backtrack a little bit the name the name kalsoni <laughs> I, lo- I love that um i heard somebody use it in a sentence like so my old head and the moment i heard him say kalsoni i thought of your brand so it's just that. that's first of all you'll you'll have that like name recognition which is powerful but like, what, what does Kalsoni mean? Like, why, and why did you choose to name your brand Kalsoni? Oh my God, the name journey. Anyone who's starting a business, well, like, good luck with that. Because I, remember, I remember you came to me and you were like, help me with a name. And I was like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I do remember that moment. I wanted to, um, originally it was modest and active. It was Mona Iman active. It was a whole lot of different versions of um, the active wear. And then I told myself, kind of sit back and remember why, what part of life made you who you are. Um, and then just remembering my sports journey of like, even though I went through different adversities and there was a lot of challenges and things that pushed boundaries. I was like, what made me go through what I went through and what made me keep going? It was like my confidence in myself and being able to know that it's a little bit, it's more, it's bigger than me. And then I told myself, open the Somali dictionary and go try to figure out. I literally wrote a list of things that meant to, what, wow, no English today. <laughs> Something that meant it's something that meant a lot yes, to me. Yes, something. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, It's thank okay, you. it happens to me too, don't worry. Something that like so really... No English. No English. <laughs> so <why> <laughs> no English. <laughs> um, but it's like, um, being able to believe in yourself. And when I was coaching the young girls and I see them, I was like, what do both of us have in common? And it was like, once you step on that court, I swear to God, if that nigga can't shoot three-pointers, but he has a whole lot of confidence, that shit gonna make it. Yep. So... Whoa, PG thirteen probably right. Just let's let's keep yeah, let's keep, keep, let's keep, keep, keep it. I didn't even register that by the way. I should, but yeah, let's keep it. Coach Mona off the court. Yeah. Excuse my language, you know what but, I'm um, but no, alhamdulillah, that's I felt like we were what we all had in common. Whether you're playing sports, whether you're starting a business, whether you're learning how to walk, it doesn't matter. It's being able to feel that confidence, mm. and so in Somali kulsoni means confidence or self-esteem or being able to do so believing in yourself and I want it as much as it sounds cliche I kind of put it on the left side closer to the heart um, mm. in a way that folks when they're being physically active or playing a sport or doing whatever they want to do they are feeling confident to be able to do it and I told myself don't run away from your language um, have a word that has meaning interpretation and these Ajanebi folks can learn something about our culture and mm. our heritage Wow, I like that. I like making Ajanebis learn something, and that's important. <laughs> right. We've been, been learning a lot in this in this country, but they don't. I can a lot. Just vibe out, do whatever they want. Um, I like that, and I think also for you to get to the point where you know you make a brand and you name it Kalsoni, I think that that has that looking for Kalsoni in activewear, looking for Kalsoni in athletics. Um, uh, and like looking for that confidence in athletics has been a part of your life mm -hmm. and your journey, right? Um, because I know that you were obviously you're a coach. You mm -hmm. coached me. You coach a lot of the other younger guys who, you know, grew up playing basketball in the Cedarside neighborhood. You coach a lot of girls, including my sisters in mm -hmm. Cedarside neighborhood. Um, so, and then you played basketball as well throughout high school, throughout your life. Um, so, did that did that have an impact? That journey, first of all, like tell us about your journey into athletics. Let's get into that, and then tell us about how. How much of an impact that had in you looking for confidence in things and trying to be a confident black woman? Well, I back in my days hooping in Cedar Riverside, I think me, I was the only girl and a few other girls like hooping. And I would go to the gym, did not care who was in the gym and would hoop with the guys because I just loved the game and was like, you know, if they're feeling that confident, then I'm going to step on the court and just do what I got to do. Um, but definitely been a lot of pushbacks of like, you know, the duckling of so many girls, yeah. like how our culture believes like girls should not be playing sports or whatever. But I think it's more about creating that space and opportunity for them. And then Alhamdulillah, um, I think if it wasn't for growing up in Cedar, 
I don't think I would be where I am today because mm-hmm. I saw that there was not a lot of girls playing basketball. And then Coach Weber, specifically Coach Weber was like, hey, we need to do a program for the girls. And when she saw my love for the sports and us building that relationship together, we were able to create a sense of community inside the gym and be able, be able to give girls the space. And then you boys come and saying, what about us sneaking mm-hmm. in the gym and stuff like that? And we were able to create our own community, our own foundation, our own space where youth in our community were able to play the game that they loved. And I think without those experiences, I would have not been getting my master's in sports psych in mm-hmm. kinesiology. And like with, if I haven't had experienced that, I don't think I would be where I am today. Um, just like every other individual, I started out as a bio major thinking I'm going to become a doctor. Some of my family back home think I'm a physical therapist, but let them believe what they want to (laughs) believe. They go see this like, what? (laughs) She's not? Yeah. But um, definitely when I started coaching the young girls and saw, saw how much of an impact it is, like not only with them playing basketball, but like being more confident in themselves, being able to advocate for themselves believing in themselves um it was like something that was greater than myself and I was like I need to go learn more about it in school and figure out ways to impact young girls in sports and things like that and then you know we did over seven years of community research and trying to figure out athletic wear and active wear for girls to wear and I think if it wasn't for those projects happening in Cedar mm-hmm. I don't think Kalsoni would have existed mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have I, I felt like when I grew up my I started my journey playing basketball as something that was lonely, but then as I grew, it built a community. And I think Kalsoni comes from the foundation of community, and that's how it was built. And if I haven't went through that experience, I don't think I would be here mm-hmm. where I am today. I'll probably be at some facility. You'd probably be a doctor? <laughs> Being a doctor, specifically a physical therapist somewhere, yeah. Dr. Muhammad. But God knows, maybe that will be in the future. But of course. Inshallah, inshallah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's not too bad of an alternative, you know. Yes. If your two choices in our life is entrepreneur <laughs> or doctor, it is you. You're set, right? You're doing, you're doing great things in your life. You know, a, lot, a big theme that I also see, not only in your life as an entrepreneur, but in a lot of entrepreneurs is, is that's a hard word to say, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's like hard on the, hard on the mouth. But um, is, is kind of using the difficulties in your life and... Mm-hmm using the challenges that you face to kind of to kind of motivate you, mm-hmm. right? And to make you want to do better and to make you want to create things that help other people in that so, sort of same field as you mm-hmm. or same vibe as you. I can attest to that because I grew up in that same neighborhood, uh, Cedar Riverside, and like you're, you're seeing all these things and you're going through all these things and then you, you're like, despite all of that, I'm still going to do what I mm-hmm. want to do and pursue these dreams, you know? And like... Even when you're pursuing the dreams, you're still you're still dealing with difficulties, right? Definitely. So like with me and Thunder, with this production company <laughs> that we're trying to start. It's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> yeah. And like he can attest to it more than I can. Like learning like how to use a camera and editing and the computer's crashing on you and you gotta reboot it. Like you see that's that's <laughs> all you need. Just that size. And yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. But do you feel like it kind of like not to put you on the spot, but do you feel like it's kind of made you better at what you do just because you've been through these hardships and these difficulties? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No doubt about it. Because yeah. a lot of the things that we have gone through, 
Well, I short circuited for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what happened. The mic, I don't know, it turned on and uh, off or something. No, probably. He was. You know what happened is he he, he started thinking back on all the well, lies, yeah. just rough rough times. Rough and, he's patches. and he was like daydreaming. He had a yeah, death or like, even moment. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna cut to the camera. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Add that so, in, Allah. Yeah. But yeah, you were but saying yeah. like just kind of the hard times that you kind of went through. Yeah, so like one of them would be like a recent project like I was doing with Danger. Mm-hmm. So what we were doing was we were working on this visual art for his, one of his poems. And the one thing that I hate the most is my computer crashing. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like three weeks to finish that. <laughs> and it crashed? <laughs> crashed multiple times. It crashed like 20, 30 times a day. Oh, no. So you're editing. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like, it's like you're working on a new, a new shirt. Or mm-hmm. in a new pair of pants, and you're working on it. You're, you're in editing the zone. it. You're in the zone. You're, you're clipping. You're putting like a pin here, a pin there, and then like somebody just runs in the All door and just snatches the whole thing, <laughs> snatches the whole and runs off with it. I would be and then, mad. And then you start over. You're like, yeah. fuck, I gotta start. And you can't do nothing. <laughs> Funny thing is, after that, after that project finished. A computer stopped crashing. <laughs> it went back to Ali. It went back to Ali. Like you it had it to go through rough patches, yeah. like yeah. we all did. Mm-hmm. The computer's like, I'm gonna teach you a lesson, brother. <laughs> yeah. I think like, that's a that's a yeah. big part of life too. Yeah. Like you kind of go through hardships, and that teaches you lessons, so mm-hmm. that you become a better person. You know. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Um. So. You now that you're on this journey with this brand, what are what are what what's been like the hardest part? Like in terms of. In terms of, because like I know it's, it's, it's a lot different with mm-hmm. what you're trying to do. You don't have, it's not like you're just buying sweater prints, putting a, a, your Klasoni logo on there. This is yeah. active wear. Active yeah. wear, it's a lot of technology. It's a lot of like trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. So what's been the hardest part of that? Not only the fact that it's active wear, but it's modest active wear. So you got to yeah. figure out, I'm going to let you answer it as yeah, well. What but was you the gotta, process? Yeah, you got to yeah. figure out the process of yeah. like, mm-hmm. like making it fit, right? So it's modest, but making active wear, finding that balance. What was that like? Well, I, um, even though legally is a year old, it's like I did a years of like development and learning from experts and doing research. One thing I love, I was sitting in the computer for four or five hours, just trying to learn about like the different pa- fabrics, how it touches, how, not how it touches, how it feels, mm. how it f- um, fits on the body. And well, I, I remember going to different fabric stores and just touching it and just feeling it and just seeing how, it would be on a person when they're being active and then just using my own. One thing that really helped is being an active person, alhamdulillah, mm. and being surrounded by different folks that are yeah. active. And, and being an athlete yourself and, yeah, as well, like playing I, basketball and stuff Yeah, like so I literally used myself as like a test 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 dummy is what they call yeah, or whatever they subject, call yeah. Test subject or whatever you want to call it, but kind of used myself as a way to test out the products. And while I that took, Longer than it should have, but, yeah. um, and then the hardest part is being, ensuring that it stays modest because a lot of fabrics, they stick to the body and then shapes the person's body. And I'm like, I have to be able to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a lot of patients and suburb, like being able to going through the prototype, pho- prototypes, the designing, sending it out, waiting for the sample to come, waiting for the shipment to come. And it's a lot of patience when it comes to that. And I'm over here sitting like, checking my tracking, like, is that coming? Is that coming? And then another difficulties is like, I'm a person who's very creative. Mm-hmm. And at 3 a.m. at nighttime, I'm like, oh my God, I have the next project. 
But then another part of me is like, chill, girl. You just came up with one yesterday. (laughs) So just relax and just see how this one grows and continue to come up with different projects. Like the vision I have for Calsoni, like it's, you know, I ain't trying to say it out here, but like I have a large, a big. Because people be stealing. (laughs) People be thieving. We're not going to get into that. You know, copy and paste, but it's I, um, but what was that? (laughs) (laughs) The the vision for for Calsoni. Yes, yeah, uh, we can. You were on. Um, you're a part of uh, ESPN Business. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. Look at that. The, the interviewer. Thunder is well, like, he just yeah. over here I dropping even, things. I didn't even remember uh, yeah. to ask you that. But no, no, no. Go no. on the IG, IG story got feed or not. Let's yeah. get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm going to say, well, like, social media is scary because mm-hmm. like. Wait, why do you say that? Because yeah. people like base people's reality by social media. Um, and I have like family members and people making slick comments like you rich girl, like type of thing. But like, mm. well, like they don't know the hardship when it comes to building a business. And one thing I went through as like of an individual who's black, who's Muslim, who's trying to tap into this market, it's mm. very hard to get funding mm. and it's very hard to get capital. And then the way that I had to do it is something called bootstrapping, which is basically funding yourself, mm. taking the money I have and putting it in my business. And it's the money you put in and what comes at it, it takes time. And for people to really think that I'm a rich, inshallah, shaylaha, yo, whenever mm. I get there, you know, I'm just a regular working class person like everyone else. But um, it's just that idea that people just see things on social media and believe that person is like mm-hmm. living the dream. But yeah. in reality, to get to that point takes a lot of time. Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of funny when like, I have people making slick comments like, oh, Adi Rachat, this, 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 mm-hmm. get the dinner or do that. I'm like, uh, we, only we if they knew, <laughs> yeah. only if they knew what's, yeah. what's going on. But yeah. Alhamdulillah, like the journey of like, um, from going through an incubator through Target or through mm-hmm. ESPN and other things, opportunities that I've had, um, you know, Alhamdulillah for that. And I think it's just a small starting point mm-hmm. um and it's a way for us black muslim women to get recognized mm-hmm. in the space because yeah. only like 0.6 percent of millions and billions of dollars that wow. go into businesses that goes into black women um startups so the numbers are really really small um but alhamdulillah like the journeys that i've had it's all through and it's um it's a small step in a bigger picture that i want to get to you know um, but alhamdulillah, um, that's all I got to say about the other things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you, you just like, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing all these like, mashallah, big companies and all these different mm-hmm. things. Uh, obviously to get to that point where you're connected to these, these different entities, mm-hmm. there has to be networking involved. Right. And like, just from our relationship, I know that like networking is very big mm-hmm. for you. And it's something you're really good at as well. Mashallah, right. Allahum barak. Um, how important is networking to being an entrepreneur and how important has networking been to your to your um, kind of journey? Um, definitely it's all about who you know. I can't emphasize that part. It's literally who you know. Um, I wouldn't be on this podcast if I didn't know you personally or didn't know you personally. It's all about who you know and who's in your network because that individual who's in your network may know somebody else. Um, and I even remember like signing up for things like the beta show beta showcase um which is for tech startups i'm like i'm not a tech startup but i'm gonna figure out a way to put myself in that space um so i would always find different opportunities 
and cater it into like I would find an opportunity that may not fit with my business, yeah. but I would cater it to sound like it fits in that so business. So it's just kind of molding yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, like don't limit yourself of saying, oh, I'm in this space. You always got to be creative on how to reword and rephrase your mission and your mm-hmm. vision into their space. Because while I, I learned that like I have to cater to the audience needs, um, but I won't stay away from my mission or my vision of the yeah. business. Um, kind keeping, of thing. keeping your values while still molding yourself to, to do the things that you need to do. Yeah. And definitely putting yourself out there in like conferences and um, networking opportunities and even going on LinkedIn and saying, hey, um, I like going to like, let's say I found you on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mohammed, you know, I heard that you had a podcast. Like I want to get to know um, your journey. I would love to get a 30 minute interview or sit down with you like don't be afraid to reach out to different people on mm. whether they're a Genevi, whoever is in your network, not in your network, try to figure out a way that they can help you and just reach out to them and say, Hey, can we schedule a quick phone call? And, yeah. um, and I tell you about my business or my journey and you tell me about yours and you never know what comes out of that relationship. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Networking has yeah. done wonders for me and Thunder. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah. and like, especially in the business that we do, um, with just even yeah. the podcast, mm-hmm. like we can't, we will never have guests if we don't network. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think yeah. I'm kind of like a crackhead with networking. I don't care who you are. I just be DMing people left and hey, right. What's up? Hello. Asalaamu Alaikum brother. My name is Muhammad Sharif. I know you have um, 140,000 followers <laughs> and I'm probably the 40th person in your list of requests, but we got this podcast. Here's the link mm-hmm. come through. And most people respond. Which is crazy. Yeah. And how people... can I every, every three months? Yeah, three this, guy, this guy be surprised. He's like, yo, I got this. And I'm like, how did you even? I just DM'd them, bro. And I'm like, that's lit. Bring them. We need that. But yeah. networking is important. Well, mm-hmm. I, without it, you really can't, you really can't connect to the people that you, that you want to connect with. Um, but other than that, what other things are you doing? Um, like in terms of just continuing your business, like what's the nitty gritty? So like, we obviously we have a segment on the show mm-hmm. last time you were on here right um called let's get practical and what we try to do is <laughs> what we try to do is we try to give people resources right mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily specifically have to be how to start a modest wear brand mm-hmm. right but like in terms of if there's somebody at home and they want to become a businesswoman like mm-hmm. let's say a 15 16 17 year old woman what advice would you give her to kind of what practical advice would you give her to kind of boost, to kind of start her journey with that, right? To mm-hmm. kind of start it out. Because there's a lot of people who want to do things. Like just today, I had I had a meeting with somebody who wanted to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I told him the best thing that you did today was come and talk to us. Even though, how many episodes have we recorded? Not even... 15, 16? 15, 16. Not even yeah. 20. We don't mm-hmm. even have 20 episodes out yet. So like, we're new to this. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> But we have experience like losing your entire podcast, mm-hmm. like mics not working, like yeah. cameras turning off, like yeah. people not showing up, being organized, all this, that, and the third that we experienced just in a year's time of just just being in the business of mm-hmm. podcasting, right? So I told him, I can help you a lot because I can tell you where I fucked up so you don't fuck up there. Mm-hmm. So like to us, I think creating that access, and I always try to reiterate this as much as possible, but creating that access and bridging those gaps especially within our community is very important because you know about gatekeepers <laughs> and you know about gatekeepers and we all 
unequivocally hate gatekeepers. I don't, I can't stand gatekeepers. And it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Everybody has room to win and mm-hmm. everybody has room to grow. And the creativity is important, obviously. But like, I didn't mean to like just go on a tangent, but <laughs> how important, like what important things can you just kind of give to somebody? Especially, I think it's different in a way to navigate in the world. I don't want to, I don't want to make it about that, but I don't want to also disregard the fact that you are a black Muslim woman mm-hmm. in America. It's different navigating than for me. I think I have a level of privilege. <laughs> Whereas you guys walk into rooms and have a certain identity, especially with the hijab on. Yeah. And you have to navigate the world with that. So that advice, I think, is really nice if it comes from someone like you who's mm-hmm. doing what they're doing um, to somebody who's interested in becoming a businesswoman. So definitely is a first of all whatever is meant for you mm-hmm. is going to happen so whether it's another brand or whatever you want to build um whatever is meant for you well i am a strong believer of wow no so it's going to happen there you go um so you know um i like to say like colsoni kind of found me Mm-hmm. And I think it's more about like the journey I went through as an athlete, as a coach, as um, somebody who was studying physical activity and sports and kind of putting myself in that space. It kind of came to me and it came out of passion and the love for the game um, and just figuring out how to maximize it in a larger in a larger platform. Um, so in, I like to always tell people you have to be passionate about the business that you're going to build mm-hmm. because there's going to be hours where there's, it's funny, TikTok and social media be like, I'm going to quit my nine to five job yeah. and I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I can make my own schedule. Yeah. That is a lie. You are working 24 hours, seven days a week, yeah. every day. Um, Drake, uh, Drake said, shout out to the folks who are working nine to five. I'm working I, nine to nine. <laughs> That's true. Is, if you, Bill, how long yeah. do we be here at the studio? Oh. Well, like we leave here like 12. Sometimes we leave here like 3. 1 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Yeah. You work in the entire day. Your entire day becomes consumed by this this business yeah. that you're running. And like yeah. you have the flexibility. You could just sleep all day. You sure can. But again, that's why it's so important. Back to what you said of like, it has, you have to be passionate about mm-hmm. it because then you won't put in the work in. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah. Definitely. Sure. If you don't have that work ethic, not the work ethic, but that passion and drive. Yeah to continue moving forward, it'll become hard during that journey. Um, so like definitely figuring out like how you can take your passion and turn it into a business, but definitely learn you need to save up a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and figure out a way to like um, maximize like the money that you have. But definitely you have to be committed. You have to know why you're doing what you're doing. I always say, why are you doing what you're doing? How are you going to do it? And like, what is your purpose? And kind of question yourself of like, um, kind of answering those questions. And then also like, just because somebody else has like another podcast, don't mean you can't bring other content yeah. that's creative and different. And so don't be afraid to do something that you're passionate about, even though someone else is doing it. Um, there's, I remember learning in research is like people don't create new things is they reinvent it and they recreate it and they find something that's the gap and fill that gap. Um, there's other active wear out there, but finding out that gap of modesty and modesty varies for other people. And there's other modest, modest active wear lines, but figuring out a way that it's more inclusive to our community and things like that. So definitely be passionate about it um, and get ready for long hours and 
if you drink coffee or tea or whatever, but staying committed to that, um, definitely lost track of what else I wanted to say, you know? No, I think that's good. Just be, be consistent. You said, um, you know, be committed to what mm-hmm. you're doing is very important. Um, be passionate about what yep. you want to do because being passionate, um, I think Denzel some, said something yeah, like, he um, said, uh, without commitment, you won't start and without consistency, you will never finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quote that, guys. Yeah, I like, that is, he's one Mahad, of my favorite yeah. actors. Mahad, I'm excited to say this for the first time for, <laughs> for Thunder. Clip that for that man. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, but it's true. There's a lot of people that are, that are willing to like, they want to start, but there's a lot of people that procrast- mm-hmm. procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And so that there will be some people that even though they do pro- procrastinate and they don't have that passion, they will never. They will never start. Mm-hmm. So, that's very important. I don't know what I said. Well, I, you said you said exactly what you needed to say, brother. <laughs> don't ever doubt yourself. You said we yeah. got the message. Um, yeah. But no, that's that's very important. Yeah. I, I think just starting is important, but finishing is important mm-hmm. as well, and continuing continuing to do it, and continuing to do it. Yeah. If you have the passion for it, you'll put the time in for it. That's how mm-hmm. it works. Another thing is don't rely on just passion. Also, because like because like you can be passionate about things, but, but Passion won't won't give you discipline. Mm-hmm. You have to have the drive. Yeah, passion won't give. You can say like, I love podcasting so much; it's my favorite shit in the whole wide world. But there'll be days when you hate it. There'll be <laughs> days where there's been days where you come and you're like, "Bro, how shakawai, fam?" There's I days swear. when I come and there's somebody amazing sitting across from me, but I'm just not having a good day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Bro, I gotta now. Nah, I gotta sit here, get my energy up, talk to this person." Um, I don't feel that way about Muna, by the way, guys. Muna's yes, my, my dog. But <laughs> I'm just saying there's, there's been times like that where I have to self-motivate myself, even though I'm passionate about the things that, I, that I'm doing. So Even from my bro. Yeah, I feel hours, that man. Five, will lie every every episode. This Mahad we Let's give him another we round of applause. Wait, Mahad. Mahad. <laughs> we'll let them know. <laughs> we love you, Mahad. We love you. We try to get. We try to give him a shout out yeah. every. He's the one. He's our producer. He um, takes care of, like the Will clips. Kader. No, uh, you haven't seen him before. Yeah. He's behind. Yeah. The, he's in the shadows. He's behind the scenes. He's behind the scenes. He's in the shadows. He's behind the scenes. He's gonna just pop out of somewhere. We put him up there, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so Maha has been with us from the jump, man. And um, he's he does like the, he edits the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, and then he sits there and he just click, 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 click. So he just looks at our faces all day. This guy does it too. I do the clip sometimes, but even that is a father. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. It's a work. Shakawai. Yeah. I think Mahad, that's another. It's real, bro. I need, I take three days. I, I need, I section them off. I say, hum, hum, one sitting. Eight hours. Master energy so That's it. Quick things. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's important to have. Wallahi, that's very, very important. And I think having that work ethic and that consistency will set you apart. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start things and quit. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that sets people apart. It's like people will start a clothing line and do it for like two, three years and quit. And people will start clothing line and struggle for two, three years and then struggle like for another four years and then blow up their 10th year. Mm-hmm. And then they become like the number one brand in the yeah. world. You know what I mean? It's just, it's about that consistency because the longer you do things, the better you get at it as well. It's just mm-hmm. practice, you know? So that's all very important, man. Speaking of practice, yeah. Muna was a, was a mean coach. I'm going to tell you I guys that. I was not mean. I was... <laughs> She used There's to make a us, difference between being mean mm-hmm. and getting you prepared for the real world. Oh yeah, running a lot helped us prepare for the real world, right? Hey, Her you, you to everything know. was go run. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I remember the first few years that I think I started at the age of what, 15, 16. Coaching? I was young. You guys were what, third graders? Wow. 15? When, when, um, you were not 15 when you were coaching us? When I was young, how old, how old? We were we're not going to drop the age, yeah, <laughs> ages, but like, yeah, we were like, we no, no years <laughs> back before I had my own team yeah. and Coach Chaba had her own team. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. And you would come and, and you guys were what? I swear. Eighth th- graders. Wallahi, you guys were face, not to drop names and stuff, but like yeah, Faisal and them were like, what? They're younger gr- than me. They, so you they right, were, yeah, right. they were like, they were third graders. Yeah, they were. They Cause were you were with Coach Chaba's gang. Yeah. And I had my own game. That's true. That's and then true. we came together. And they used to harass them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. No, the reason why I said that, I remember the first thing I used to say as a, as a coach, when these little boys would be telling me, coach, put me in the game. I look at them and say, who your coach? Who's the coach? Who's the coach? And then I'll be telling him, sit down. You're not going to ask like, me to get in the game. Coach Hernome, bro. First Coach Hernome, bro. Funny. Oh my God. I have this kid on my, I'm not going to say his name, but there's this funny kid. Oh my God. One of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I'm coaching him. And he's just getting into basketball, you know? Yeah. So yes, big Somali, right? So he, he does one of those. He comes up to me. He's like, coach, put me in the game. And I told him, yo, you got funny, sorry. I'm so not you know the what game. I mean now. Yeah. And he's, he goes to the bed. I can hear him. Well, I mess I'm out there. Go down with my He starts taking his shoes out. See, you know how I feel now. I do. Coaching is not easy. Coaching is not easy. I was easy to coach though, right? You are I, you know, coach I, I, put me on the sideline. We're not going <laughs> to. I was a hustler. I, I don't know if I was that good at basketball at that age, but. You so, yeah, hella, yeah. hella energetic Hella energetic Running around Not tired ever Never yeah I don't get tired And then we got Mr. Hot Sauce right here Hey yeah They call him Hot Sauce You know that For what reason You never seen the guy The crazy guy Hot Sauce That be doing the uh, The crazy the champion yeah That's you Yeah yeah, yeah. Back, have then, to, back then High school We can, we can, we can, we can go to Lifetime right Shout now And check it out Shout out to Shekha bro He used to do the Sham God <laughs> that, that. Crazy yeah. stuff Muna has still not beat me when I won though. Listen. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what's crazy? Damn. I hate when niggas be like, play me one on one. That and blame me one on one. Play me one on one. Let me tell you something. Uh, the game of basketball is not one on one. Okay. Okay, that's true. There's a reason why there's five people playing against five people. That's very true. It's supposed true. to be a game about teamwork and working together. Mm-hmm. That one on one stuff, ISO, is, I'm not a fan of that type of game because at the end of the day, you're. You're separating who's the best and who's not. And there's a reason why there's positions. That's very true. There's a big man. There's a point guard, you know. Small forward, We're not the same forward. position. Very true. So if you're going to see me under the hoop, uh-huh. we're going to talk a different game. But at the end of the day, I hate people be saying, see me one-on-one, see me on the court. That's not my game. Oh, has to look at my hat. See me one-on-one. That's not my game. I think you actually probably have. I hate that one-on-one well, stuff. When I, when I was younger, like now though, I doubt it. It's not my fault. I had knee surgery. Come now, on now. Now we're, the, we're basically the same height. So you have neither of us have any yes. excuses. Well, we can play two ball and that's a different story. I can't shoot to save my life. That's See? what she's saying. That. See what I Me mean? Neither. You can play one-on-one and I can shoot. Okay, that's true. See, we not the same game. That's very fair. That but if we were fair. on the same team... That's a whole lot of different games. I think we got that chemistry. We, see what I, would, I mean? I would see you in the paint like... Oh. That, that's I, what we got to do. I can't do. shoot on you. I, I, I dribble. I mean, the Harlem Globetrotters, I'm chilling, bro. You turn it up. You break <laughs> your ankles, <laughs> yeah? 
<laughs> just ah, that's what we need yeah, you to do. Huh? You you break the you're gonna break you their break press, them and then pass, and you're gonna pass Whoa. that down. You know, you feel me? Break Each of press. us different. Do you know what I'm gonna be doing? This is what I'm gonna be doing. Somebody's like coaching a team, right? And then she'll sit, she'll sit on the in the crowd, right, and watch the entire first half, right. And then she'll walk around to the, court, to the benches and she'll go to this coach and say, listen, you need to run this play, this offense. I need you to, you should run this defense. You guys are up six <laughs> points. So press here, do this, do that, run the triangle, right? And then the coach is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like confused, like, who is this? And then she goes to the next person and says, listen, you guys are ass, okay? <laughs> no height. So you need to go into this zone, run this triangle offense, and, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they do it. And the entire game changes. And I don't know, we just sit in there like, bro. I'm telling you, these Somali on? tournaments that I be coming to, hotel, wallahi, I'm not going to lie, when we used to go out in games, if I wasn't there, y'all would lose. Absolutely. If I'm there, wallahi, I'm not capping. Absolutely. Yeah, you, when were coaching, you were coaching uh, last year's tournament, were you not? Um, for which tournament? The, the girls' tournament. Yeah, the girls' tournament. Yeah, we we got our championship. You guys won, right? Of course, yeah. which me. Oh, I got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, now. Well, I remember um, at the Jamad basketball camp when we were, there was a tournament when I saw a team that needed support. And what lie, they were on the bottom team, but I saw that the team had potential. They just needed a coach or someone to show them mm-hmm. what they're capable of. You and see that, you can see that diamond yes. in the rough. And I brought them yeah. up to the championship and they were able to um, take what they have and bring it. Um, but definitely, I'm not going to lie, like you have to be able to see. I think that's why I'm a, where I am in life mm-hmm. in terms of like being an entrepreneur and a business is because when I look into things, I see the bigger picture of mm-hmm. it. Like I'm working steps ahead now at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning out like, hey, if I drop this line, what is the next two things that I got to do? How do I fix that? So like, it comes from the game of basketball. I need to be able to sit on the bench as a coach and visualize the, the whole entire court and not mm-hmm. just focus on one thing. Um, but definitely a lot of perseverance and hard work. You kind of learn it as an athlete and kind of even more as a coach mm-hmm. when you got people telling you, coach put me in the game versus... <laughs> The ref yelling and wallahi, I remember it. There was you got so, you got beef with refs too. There were so many times. It's crazy because um, when you're coaching and I'm going on the court, it's like I remember so many different times where somebody was like, "Where's the coach?" And I'm like, "You're looking at her." And like there, there was like this disbelief that a Muslim girl can coach. And um, just remember us going to Iowa and Florida and different other places of like. Even you guys as boys who carry the names Muhammad and Abdi mm. and Ali, mm-hmm. I just remember like when you have other black folks saying, where y'all from? Oh, yeah. we're from Minneapolis. No, really, where y'all really where from? Y'all, where y'all from from? And I'm like, what else do you want to know? Mm. We're from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And mm. that's where the conversation comes of like um, us Somali folks or Otomar Ethiopian or us East Africans playing games of like carrying a different name on our jerseys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like a different ballpark especially when we're going to tournaments outside and it was even interesting the first year when we had our girls sports uniforms and wallah does that about the white people adan people just watching and just saying oh what are you guys wearing or what is this and things like that but definitely a nice journey to have absolutely um this i was thinking about this when you were talking about um just kind of going through like coaching mm-hmm. us and stuff like that and people doubting you and all these kind of different things. Um, 
like it, this might be like a very broad question, mm-hmm. but what motivates you? Like what motivates you despite all these odds to continue to do the things that you're doing? Someone telling me no, or someone telling me you can't do it. Um, I definitely get a drive from like being able to, being able to be told, oh, you cannot do it. And I'm like, I bet I'm prove a point. Um, and being able to use what other people say as a way to be motivated to mm-hmm. keep moving forward, especially when y'all boys, sometimes I feel like y'all never had, y'all did not believe in me coaching you guys. I think that's how it starts out. Yeah. I think it starts out as like, I think it starts out as like, um, what's it called? Like, cause like, obviously like, especially when you're a younger kid, now that we've grown up, <laughs> now that we're older and like, I'm not gonna lie. There's a level of like, there's a journey as a man that you have to put yourself through mm-hmm. to like unlearn all these like, you know, uh, misogynist say all these crazy stuff mm-hmm. that society tells you yep this is how you're supposed to act and this is what you're supposed to do um, but as a young kid like you're it's drilled into your head like yo you're the man <laughs> you're the shit like they don't do this kind of stuff you're a hooper I think it was a little bit different for me because my sister's hooped mm-hmm. you know so it was like I kind of saw it as as equals but yeah. um, for a lot of the guys yeah it was kind of it's like what like where's the where's the where's the old Adan male coach? What's going on here? You Where know, they, yeah. and even for Coach Trevor, I think mm-hmm. Coach Trevor is is just on a, another level because she's been coaching for so long on so many levels, um, and and like has has so has had so much success with mm-hmm. with coaching and like even despite all of that, people still look at her and doubt her and mm-hmm. say, "Are you qualified to do that?" Even though her knowledge of the game is so immense mm-hmm. and so deep, and like the bag that she has with coaching is so deep. Despite all of that, simply because of her gender, it's, are like, it's bullshit. It, yeah. yeah, it's bullshit. And like, then, then then there's guys who are a lot less qualified. I'm not going to lie to you a lie. Like being very honest, mm-hmm. I think I can get a high school coaching job right now. Simply yeah. because I have some <laughs> athletic experience and then I, they're going to be like, absolutely, come Why on. Why not I'm just in. fill the position? Why not fill the position? Whereas they're not looking at it from the perspective of like, yo, who's better mm-hmm. at the job despite whatever the fuck is mm-hmm. going on. You know what I mean? So... That's, yeah, I'm not going to well, lie. It, it started out like this, but again, like it, you it said, changes. you proved us wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You you made us run a lot. I ain't going to lie to you. And it was like, <laughs> damn, okay, she's in charge, not us. We have to I listen. I feel like the running was a way as like, I got to show who has the power. Yeah, that's true. Not going to lie. It's like, what else are you going to do? Like, y'all can leave out the door, but mm-hmm. I think it was a way to like gain respect by making y'all run. Yeah, I think it's, that's, it's hard to do that with little kids too, because you don't want to be too harsh and mm-hmm. you don't want to like break their spirit. But little kids are gangsters, bro. They'll <laughs> test you. Wallahi, they'll test the shit out you. They're like, let me see how far I can push with this nigga before he gets mad at me. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But you again, you got to put your foot down and you got to be like, I'm in charge. I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's knowledgeable and knows what's going on. You listen to what I say and we'll go from here, you know? But running yeah. is a lot. I mean, there was like, well, the first time I started coaching, um, have you watched the movie Coach Carter? Mm-hmm. You know, in Coach Carter, when he first starts coaching, they don't touch a basketball for the first week. He just makes them do conditioning because well, he says you have to have you have to be in a certain condition to be privileged to touch a basketball. Mm-hmm. To, the baseline, my, to the baseline. To the baseline. To the baseline. I love the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. Not for a week, but like the first two practices, there was no basketballs. Yeah. I said, just run around. How we start our basketball? It's um, the same, we used to run. Yeah, it's the same laps. philosophy. You have same. to run laps, and then and then the kid goes, okay, this is not something. There's levels. There's, it's important too because it teaches them in life that like you have to Earn work it. yeah you have to work a certain amount to get here then when you get here now you got to work a certain amount to get a starting mm-hmm. position now you have to work a certain amount to get the green light to shoot mm-hmm. whenever you want then then it teaches them you have to work for the things that you want you know mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of times with our Somali kids 
people just give them stuff and then There's that no teaches dis- them. Let's say Somali. Okay, I'm not even going to say. Go, go ahead. Come on. Somali talk your shit. boys. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, I don't know. It's from my own personal experience, not saying all kids, but like you got to put a lot more work into the Somali boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you have to repeat, repeat, repeat and keep them disciplined because they just think, yeah, I think also, like, you know, to a certain extent, with my experience, at least, the women in my life, I've always had, like, self-assigned responsibility, self-assigned, like, drive. Mm-hmm. Like, none of my sisters, they've never, nobody's ever had to sit them down and say, like, you have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But they just knew. They just know, and then they just go and they do it. It's like an innate thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a rugga, like, I feel like just, and I was having this conversation with um, Kamala, so well, too. Mm-hmm. Like when we're young, it has to be something that's like put into us. We're just gonna, you know, like, but as a man, I bet he taught me that, like, you mm-hmm. have responsibilities. And despite, even despite your responsibilities, any goal that you have, you have to work for mm-hmm. it. You have to set those that discipline there for yourself. It has to be self driven, self motivated. Mm-hmm. And like, Alhamdulillah, because of that, I've never struggled with like being self motivated. Mm-hmm. I don't need other people to motivate me. I don't need challenge to motivate me well, I just wake up crackhead activities I go and shaka'ala. nobody has to tell me what I shaka'ad. you know what I mean so to a certain extent well, you're right mm-hmm. that has to be that has to be put in there and instilled in there but inshallah we're, we're, we're getting there we're working on it you know um, so now that you have now that you have this brand right and now that you're doing all these kind of different things and you're dealing with with all these challenges as well um, how how has it, has there been like, not even haters, but doubters, people that doubt what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with that? Well, I, I, I can remember a few people like, oh, I'm business mahan, like. Is them, it like, is it the older generation? Is it people that are your age group? Or? It's, I would say most folks have been someone around my age group. Mm. Oh. And the opposite gender. Males. Yes. Let's, let's be candid here. Yes. Yeah. Let's be real here. It's the men. Regina. <laughs> and I think it was coming from them thinking they're, they have tapped into the business market talking about, oh, we know what works and what doesn't. I think mm-hmm. it came from that kind of mindset. But um, it was like the minute they said that, like I got turned off by it. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then it got me questioning our, like this, like the relationship we have. Are we friends? Are we this? What is this? Like, yeah. why are you talking like this and like I'm the type of person the minute I watch what people say and I'm very careful of like oh if you're talking like this then what are you really thinking because like what you say you really have to say it out loud if you say something out loud there's more to it in your mind it reflects on who you are inside absolutely and like I I'm that person who can cut cold turkey like the minute I find something off about a thing individual or whatever it is I will take it away from my life and just like I'm done but Definitely here talking about like how you different than anybody else or like what makes you like apart, like how you're going to grow from this, having this type of style or one piece and things like that. But, mm. you know, always, there's always going to have, there's always going to be somebody mm-hmm. having to say something. And other people are like, um, one of the things is not about haters, but one of the things that really frustrates me and gets me annoyed. It's like people asking for discounts. Mm. Uh, let's talk about it. Wait a minute, hold up. Before you get into it, what was that groan thunder? Let's talk about it. Let's talk <laughs> therapy session. What, what? Have you dealt with that? Multiple times. 
Am I am I guilty of that? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, because there's um there's I, two there's two types of people. There's people mm-hmm. that ask that ask to model for me. Hey yeah. They don't uh, they don't pay for nothing. Hey yeah. Because it's for something for my for my creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's also ones that I do specifically for business. Mm-hmm. I do for business. And so those are the type of people since like they know me mock on top. They're gonna be like, bro, just give me Mm-hmm. Over the top. Just take it off. Just a little, shave it off the top. Yeah. It's frustrating yeah, because it's very frustrating. we all got to know our purchasing power. And while I sometimes I'm very mindful or like Najib restaurant. Yeah. Like I know myself, like I'm not going to spend $20 at this restaurant when I can support someone in my community. Like I'm very, sometimes very, very. <laughs> People are going to get tired of this applause. Well, going to be like, bro, stop. We try to listen to the podcast. See me, I'm very, like once I find a place that I love, I'm going to continue supporting that business and um, will continue giving my money where I have the power and will to give my heart on money to somebody and why shouldn't it not be our own people? Mm-hmm. And whenever like, whenever I did research about my pricing, I wanted to be at a price point where like, it's affordable and it's also you're paying for the quality mm. of it. And I'm like, every single time these people are asking for discounts, like it devalues my work. Yeah, they got on they got on the Lululemons, yeah. but they were asking you for discount. Do you know how expensive? Do you right? know how expensive Lululemon is? Don't even get me started with Lululemon. Because at the mall, they have an entire smoothie bar mm-hmm. inside of their store. Huh? They have a uh, <laughs> where they sell where they sell leggings and activewear. How can leggings wash some Huh? Bro, look it up. What? Bro, like, I'm gonna do this. Where leggings are? What did you Man, do? That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cap, Mohammed. I'm gonna show y'all right now. I'm gonna show y'all right now. Yeah, bro. So like, they have they have Lululemons on. Look at, guys Look, at Look at this. 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 $118. This is the men. I don't know why it's only men. I didn't even know they have men. Like. Yeah, so mean, I. Um, let's go. Let's go to women. Lululemon women. <laughs> am I lying? Am I lying? You're not lying. Okay. It's very overly priced. It's overly priced. And they're willing. What's what, so what's up with that? Why are they willing to pay that much? Okay, I exaggerated. That was cap. It is it's not. $128. For a pair of leggings. For a pair of leggings. If I'm not mistaken, Walmart, you can get a pack for 25, yeah. right? I'm I not sure. <laughs> a pack for 25. I think it's the same with uh Rick Owens, bro. The way that the people buy just because it's because it's, yeah. it's Rick Owens. Yeah. That guy's so I don't wanna I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know who I, he is. I'm I, not gonna I lie. don't care. What about homeless clothes? Rick Owens? Huh? <laughs> Coco over there talking about no Rick Owens slander. <laughs> Look at this guy. He Hota. likes him? Yeah. Hota, he himself, Rick Owens, vampire. I don't care, bro. I need to miss Nakano and any level of success I get. Rick Owens. I could give a fuck. Rick Owens is up. I got beef with you, Kazo. I'll show you, fam. People love his clothing. Um, Homeless wives, fam. And no, no offense to homeless people. <laughs> Because it, even pause, to pause, them, pause. we need to Still careful with like, what the words we saying. Well, like, bro, you think I'm lying? You actually think I'm lying? Hold on, how could I You're lying. This is five thousand dollars for that. 
five thousand dollars for for a you know what five thousand dollars can do for me for a string like this well one string like this into a there's two giant holes right here so just prove me wrong it's fine if you have some sort of like fashion theory about why it's worth five hundred dollars by all means prove me wrong right like in as of today that shit is ass <laughs> that shit is a two-pack two two-pack of ass yeah. whatever that nigga Joe Butter said but they're willing to do that um, they're willing to pay all that but they're not willing to invest in something like you said mm -hmm. in their own community that they like keeping that's another big thing is like keeping the Somali dollar circulating within our community in that paying other communities know how to do that well and I cannot I'm not saying we all are not like that but it's like you have the power and control to control your money mm -hmm. and where you put it and who you invest in and where you take your money. So when you come here and telling me, it's like, yes, I know you're going to go to a Somali mall and try to bargain. But yeah. remember that person that you're bargaining with mm -hmm. has a family, people to take care of, food, food to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. It's like people are so quick to ask for a discount when yeah. they don't realize that this person is trying to make a living. Um, it's crazy how we're so quick to put money in somebody who's already wealthy, but like our small business owners or people who look like us immigrants, everyone else, it's like you're you're asking for a discount. And I always tell them like every time they say, Oh, bis <laughs> like let me say that in English. It's They'd not, be like it's not a set. It's, it's not a set, it doesn't come with pants. Um, only if they knew the minimum quantity order you have to purchase, the amount of money and things that goes into what, getting- what is, what is that? What's the minimum quantity? Like when you work with manufacturers, they're going to tell you, oh, in order for us to work with you or you are, you're going to buy from us, you have to be able to purchase at least a minimum of 200 okay. or a minimum of 300. Mm. So it's like- So they do bulk orders. Yeah. So like some people are not, are, like you can't go and say, I'm going to get 20 pieces and see if that sells. Mm. We have to invest in ourselves of buying over three, 400 products and hopefully banking on that those are going to sell so like we're already investing our money in buying products and then when people are like give me a discount and or why don't you have pants or why don't you have this yeah. there's a growth to the business mm -hmm. and you have to start somewhere and a mentor once told me like don't buy a whole lot of stuff especially for clothing lines don't buy a whole lot of stuff like find a piece that has meaning that has um, potential and start with those um, products and that's why I started with the top mm. and that's why I started with the hijabs as well like as a Muslim girl I'm defined by my hijab and yes. what I wear and my modesty and how swell pants you can find anywhere yeah and inshallah as my business girls I'll bring those so like when go ahead I want to talk about the hijab because yeah. my sisters played basketball and mm -hmm. I remember watching them play basketball and it's, it's another level of skill to, to dribble, dribble with this yeah. hand and to oh fix your God, hijab with this her. hand and somebody's reaching and you're going behind their back and you fix it like this. Somebody's reaching, you blow past, you hit a layup yeah. and you get up, you come back down and you fix your hijab <laughs> a fourth time. What was that? What was that like? Did that have, did that, first of all, yeah, what was that like, right? Mm -hmm. And then did that experience, that it's a, to a certain level, it was Rafa's dip, right? Because I'm not wearing a hijab, I'm chilling. I'm going up for a layup. Only thing I'm doing is fixing my shoes. I'm going mm -hmm. like this, but did that, go into engineering the hijabs as yeah. well and like making sure that they fit a certain way and they were snug and they didn't like move around, move around. yeah yeah it's definitely um with the existing sports hijab is like you have to you have to sacrifice style mm. that's what i realized 
some hijabs that are meant for sports. I've seen like companies came up with these sports hijabs, but when you look at it, it's like it's not stylish or it's not mm. fashionable. It and looks it's like not, a, it looks like a swim cap. Well, I remember when I did my research with the girls, and they're like, "Oh, these hijabs makes us feel like we look like fishes, mm. like snugged in, yeah. and like as a young girl, you want to be fashionable, you want to still look cute. You know, you got basketball players wearing nails. You feel me? Yeah. But it's like they want to be able to feel like who they are, still look good. Um, and I definitely do remember that frustration when your sister mm. and a couple other girls were like in the middle of the game, they're fixing their hijab. Or I remember incidents where like I felt really guilty as a coach when one of the girls would rip her hijab off and just throw it to the corner and like continue playing the game. And she was sacrificing her identity as a Muslim girl just to continue playing the game. Yeah. And while I would just me and Coach Trevor just remember looking at the girls and like I was frustrated. They were frustrated and like we all had to come together and. That's why like we did the community research project yes. and like trying to figure out the best way to get a hijab. And a lot of the work that I put into Kalsoni did not start off because I thought about it. Mm -hmm. It's more about, I saw what the community-based research project did. Mm -hmm. um, the sports uniforms we created, the sports hijabs we did, the athletic wear that we did with the moms and their daughters and their grandmas. Like I took what work that was done and just put it on a larger scale and just want to continue um, using that platform of working with the community and doing that. Mm -hmm. And every time I get like a new hijab or a new thing, I'd be like, hey, like test it out or try it or like, let's go on the court. Let's test it out and see um, if it works. But there's a lot of room for growth. Um, and inshallah, inshallah, we get to that point. Yeah. Um, I remember that was a really cool experience mm -hmm. too. Just watching you guys, um, I feel like I've been I've been just watching you, mashallah, grow throughout all this. I watched you grow too. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did, yeah. I was a little kid. I was a little chubby kid. I wasn't chubby though. Why does everybody say I was chubby? I had chubby you had cheeks. cheeks. Yeah, it was people the high cheekbones. About, I, I, people thought I was chubby when I was younger. You were out there. I was not. I had a six pack. I was six born pack with some cheeks. I was born with a six pack. I came out my mom was doing crunches. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, but um, that was beautiful because Halila, you. I remember you brought the moms actually mm -hmm. so it's a mom and her daughter and they're sitting there and they have fabrics in their hand mm -hmm. and they're trying on different hijabs why do i feel like your mom and sisters were part of it they were my mom yeah. was there yeah and my, and my mom like she was like i'm gonna let you guys play basketball but mm -hmm. hijab because yeah. she didn't want them to sacrifice their faith and their mm -hmm. dean for the athletics which is true i 100 agree with that but it was beautiful to watch two def different generations kind of mm -hmm. come together and figures a problem, a generational problem out together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's really, really beautiful. And another thing, so um, Hamza, always, Hamza <laughs> is is not here today, obviously, but he always likes to give people their flowers on the show. And I think that's, you know, it'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. I just had an idea. What if we just bought flowers and we gave somebody flowers every time we gave them their flowers? Yeah, definitely. That would be fire, mm -hmm. right? Some flower type of girl, but I'll take it. You're not a flower type mm -mm. kind of girl? Damn, that's tough. Get you a basketball. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I would not care because I'll get more use out of a basketball than a flower. <laughs> I can't dribble this. What am I going <laughs> to do with this? It's going to go die somewhere, but you know, if you're a flower girl. Plastic. I'm I, I'm a flower guy. I like flowers. <laughs> she's, talking about, she's talking about girls. If somebody buys me flowers, I get I tear up. I go, thank you so uh, much. Hi, yeah. Um, I love flowers. I don't know why I will lie. They're just yeah. beautiful. I don't know how to see, bro. Right? This guy's like, just, just buy me a lens. That's what it says. <laughs> but that would be fire. But obviously, of course, on the show, we love to give people their flowers. And like, I think earlier you were talking and I realized something. First of all, the, the idea that you have, despite it 
like you said, Kasani came to you, mm -hmm. right? But this thing that you're trying to do is is genius to a certain extent because there's there's always been I think the love the 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 measure of genius in my eyes and like the measure of a brand or a company doing something powerful is when that brand is solving an issue in the mm -hmm. world, right? And a huge issue for Muslim women all over the world is how can I remain active and mm -hmm. go to the gym but me be modest at the same time? And mm -hmm. I saw that firsthand with my mom and my sisters. They're trying to go to the gym. They're trying to hoop. They're trying to stay healthy. But how do I do that while still being covered up? Mm -hmm. And then now if I'm covered up in this, the, the clothes that I wear every day, it's not the material. Doesn't, doesn't feel doesn't, comfortable. Doesn't feel comfortable. Doesn't hit the same. So then now a lot of women are sacrificing their their mm -hmm. faith to feel comfortable to, to wear these clothes that are revealing to a certain extent, mm -hmm. right? But what you're doing is you're saying, hey guys, I've taken these fabrics that feel comfortable and that are for athletic wear that wick the sweat away, that mm -hmm. make sure that you're, you're, you're feeling good. And I've put it together with this modest clothing so mm -hmm. that you feel modest and comfortable at the same time. So I want to give you your flowers for that. Thank I think you. that's a very beautiful thing. We're not going to press the, the button that- I'll take those flowers. Yeah, <laughs> that, that class. But mashallah, that's that's just an amazing thing. And um, inshallah, like you're going to just continue to, to grow mm -hmm. and to continue to do powerful things. Um, so before we end, we always ask people to come <laughs> back on our show. Hell yeah. Um, because we want to we're already family to a mm -hmm. certain extent mm -hmm. three of us are already family but we have a lot of people that come on the show who we've never met before so by the, the goal is by the time the episode ends that we become family that we have a conversation where you know you feel like we're friends and mm -hmm. I feel like I'm your friend um, I think I think we're, we're good off I that I think we're set on, yeah, that. on that part but we'd love to welcome you back in a year's time inshallah, inshallah. Um, we want to really use this podcast as a way to hold ourselves accountable mm -hmm. um, and to hold um to hold our guests accountable so that we can... Technically, I came back. You did technically. And you, mashallah, I you grew, came you back grew a, a year lot. later. And you know, it's funny. I think it was um, Sadat and Ish's podcast this year where they said what it, they switched it on us. I think it was Sadat and Ish. Or I think somebody switched it on us or it might have been... Um, uh, damn, I look like a terrible host because I'm not remembering. <laughs> I'm not remembering who <laughs> asked me the question. The fact, the fact that I was cut editing that. it for hours too, I still don't remember. Yeah. It. We don't cut anything, by the way. Yeah. Everything that we've said today is going on the podcast. Everything. Yep. All Everything. of it. Tough, right? Real tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of our goals was to have a studio mm -hmm. and to get our own space where we can do our... Alhamdulillah. 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 All praise the most high. We are here. We got our own studio. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. So... Uh, before we let you go, we want to know what what do you want to accomplish in a year's time? And of course, you have everybody has secret goals. They're like, I don't want to <laughs> tell anybody my goals. But just in a broader sense, where do you want to be in a year's time? And people have different answers. I think Farah had my favorite answer. He said he just wants to be alive. Yeah. In a year's time, you know, and obviously, inshallah, that 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 happens for him. Mm -hmm. um, but um, <laughs> like that. I'm just saying. That was, that's, what else can I say? You know what I'm saying? That's the best that I can do. Yeah. Right? If somebody says I want to be alive in a year's time, the yeah. best I can do is say, "Inshallah, brother." I hope that's the, <laughs> I hope that's the case. No, we all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, what what would you like to be doing in a year's time? And Inshallah, we'd love to have you back on the show as well. Inshallah, I would love to be back if God wills. Yes. If Allah wills, um, Inshallah. I don't know. I'm a person who thinks. What am I going to do the next day? Yeah. And like one of the challenges that a lot of my mentors or people around me is like, what is your three-year goal? Mm -hmm. What is your five-year goal? Where do you envision yourself? But I like to be present in the moment. Um, mm -hmm. But inshallah in a year, um, 
That's a great question. Maybe I'll have the answer next year. Um, I'm joking. So, but, huh? so what do you think right now? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Inshallah, I hope that um, I continue to grow not only in my business, but as an individual, um, learn from my mistakes and have a lot of growth. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think. This is dead, bro. I know that for a fact. Oh, it died? Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's why I sound called Coco. I was like, yo, change the battery. Uh, that's fine. Should we redo this? Uh we good. Well, yeah, I think it's probably answer, like the well, last 20 minutes. You see how I'm both diving. Of our, both yeah. of our cameras are on. This happens all the time. This yeah. is why I'm, we are an authentic podcast. Yep. Guys. I'm diverging <laughs> the answer. Um we are an authentic podcast. Um let me see that into Mike. We are an authentic podcast. So um, yours dead too? No, mine is fine. Yeah. Just that one. Yours is fine too. You look great, mashallah, oh, by the thank way. Thank you, thank 10 you. 10. Great. Um, this side, it's your right side? I think that's your good side. <laughs> hey, watch. He remembering too. Wow. Yeah, yes, I think that's your good side. Um, it's because every time we try to take pictures, it's, it's, I have to. You gotta <laughs> know your <laughs> They'll be like, let me stand over here. I'll be like, fam. We really doing this You right gotta now? know yourself best. And I got two good sides. Hey, yeah, okay. And they're both on the left. Anyways. Did you get that? Huh? I have two good sides and they're both on the left. She <laughs> <laughs> means I have one good side. Um, that was a terrible dad joke. It sure was. Yeah. How about could it for? No, this is this a um. Man, that's cat. What the <laughs> crickets? <laughs> oh my like crickets! I think that's like a creaking. I don't know what the hell. Let's uh, let's let's just do. Ooh, I should have yeah. done that after. <laughs> Um, we got a whole, see, we got a whole, we've upgraded. Ghost Talk has upgraded. If you see just a butler just standing here the next episode Why handing not? me grapes, don't be surprised. <laughs> don't be surprised. What's but yes. Guy, what's that guy's name? Uh, um, from Batman? <laughs> no, the butler. The butler's name is Gustavo. Gustavo. Is it really Gustavo? From Batman? No, from Batman, it's, um, shit. What's the butler's name? Yo, Coco, what's the butler's name from, uh, Alfred. Oh, forget that wallet. Alfred. Blanked on the spot. Yeah. I sure did too. So in a year's time, you just hope to be alive, inshallah. Inshallah and just um, continue to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely I have a few projects in mind, hoping, wow, no English, hoping. <laughs> <laughs> you having a fly moment? <laughs> Only I swear, the you know. The kids in the city go loud. They go be on your ass, <laughs> hoping, hoping. That's what you're talking about. That's the thing. Oh my gosh! I just had that moment. Um, you want us to cut that? You know, we can keep yeah. the authentic. Clip that. Clip that. You have three, 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 uh, three options. You can cut it, clip it, or keep it. Ooh, clean. What was that toy that they had back then? Pop it, it. Pop twist it. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point of the podcast where we start to and then come back up. Yeah. Is your camera on? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's on. It's not. Is it? Because I have a question. I have a cool question for Thunder. Not a cool question, but a funny one. Mm. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. By the way, guys, behind the camera today is Coco. The the ever so talented yeah. Coco. Let's give Coco a round of applause. Yeah. How did Coco get his name? Ooh. Thunder, how you get your name? 
And you know, you tell me about your name change. What do you mean my name change? What's my name change? Didn't she used to go by Mogo? I still go by Mogo. Oh. Just certain people. Now that now it's on the podcast. So now everybody, congratulations, Mona. Could you one more time, please? Yeah. <laughs> Are we both in the shot now? Awesome. Thank you. Um, you can beep that. But no, I don't care to be honest. But only people from Cedar knew that. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole so where you thing. get your where y'all get y'all nicknames? Mine is like an old Snapchat name. From yeah, like that's how a lot of people. Two thousand. I think twenty fourteen, bro. Oh, twenty fourteen. That's two thousand, nigga. 2000. I don't think like, y'all were alive then, were you? Forget alive. Snapchat makes you. That's what I say. Two thousand something. Two thousand something. Yeah. I think um, I'm just gonna leave it at this. Uh, very, uh, very. Deep and philosophical individual named Mo Bands. Yeah, who used me, to chase. Gave me, don't say, don't do that. Don't do that to my bands. But gave me the nickname Mogo. Hey, yeah. If you want to know, he's a wanna, legend. If you want to know why and the the story and behind all that, like and subscribe, and we'll, yeah. tell you, <laughs> we'll tell you the full story. You can find that on our Patreon. Our Patreon. <laughs> if you follow the link on our Patreon, you can find the subscription that allows you to know the names of our all of that shit. Yeah. The quick ass fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, that's that's how I got my name. Thunder is Snapchat name. Yeah. Uh, Muna Gang. I was a big OKC because- fan. What about Coco? Coco Puffs? No, I don't know. I actually have no clue. You We're gonna hear on to- Coco Butter? Okay, so what we'll do is this. Uh, uh, it's Coco Butter. <laughs> it's not bad. Don't do is that. It, is it? Coco Butter? Hey yo! Hey, yo. <laughs> what? Coco Puffs? Hey yo! Man, that's cap. That's not it, guys. Neither. Mm. Um, well, we'll comment, figure it out. We'll co- figure it out. Everybody, everybody tag Coco below. Yeah. And, uh, and or comment, we want Coco, and we'll get him on the show. We'll get him on the podcast, and he can tell us himself. See Good what idea. I'm doing there? You see yeah. how I'm flipping everything? Yeah. That's that you. entrepreneur mind, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's coming to the end of the show. Mm. Inshallah, I want to um, you know, wish you the best. Hopefully, we'll get you back in a year's time. And hopefully, um, drive safe out there. When you're, <laughs> what's going on with that thunder? Hi, thunder has beef with deer. Hey, yeah, tell us about it. So for everybody that's been on the podcast at my old crib, mm-hmm. I'm at my crib. Yeah, where I is your crib? More, where huh? do you live? I live in. We Blaine. can't drive. I live in Blaine. <laughs> so I live in Blaine. So every- I'm so sorry, guys. So every time the podcast ends, I tell everybody the same Yo, thing: drive safe. Drive safe. Watch out for deers. That's how Minnesotans say mm-hmm. bye. They say, watch out for them deer, you know. <laughs> they say that. This guy had an encounter with the deer. How many? On multiple occasions, but this time. <laughs> Just listen to this. But this what time, happened the first time? The first time, I was driving back from Halakha. Mm-hmm. And then I was on my way home. I was so close. I was one light away. And then a deer out of nowhere just comes out of the woods. He 107 well, I'm a, killed well, the Ogala. He murdered it. <laughs> and then and, yesterday uh, yeah yesterday too <laughs> he's like bro i almost hit another deer in the same week nigga subhanallah so this guy has beef with deer one Could day be the we'll, same one no that one is dead the first one is gone yeah, yeah. gone yeah, damn yeah. this one the fighting. other guy hit him <laughs> I, saw oh, the other guy, yeah. I saw the other guy parked over there with two other cars he said i knew that yeah. was me last week yeah a lot of deers i didn't even, I didn't even stop i also saw that just keep going just keep going so I got home and I looked at the damage. I'm like, damn. So I think uh, when, you, and when you're heading home, inshallah, watch out for them deer. There's no yeah. deers where I live. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff we got to watch out yeah. for. You ain't even lying. I got to watch out for them later. Yeah. 